You're listening to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. We all have leadership within us. And once we understand how to challenge perceived limitations, we're able to influence those we're leading. Josh is a leadership coach, trainer, and speaker. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force with over 20 years of leadership experience. Are you ready to transform your leadership skills by tapping into unrecognized potential to achieve limitless results? Let's get ready for liftoff. It's time to go from great to greater. Here's Josh in today's episode. Welcome to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. I'm excited once again for an incredible guest that I have today. Uh, She is a speaker, she's a trainer, uh, she's a leader, and she is a published author. And also, I'm happy to say that she's a friend of mine. Uh, We have the one and only Julie Nee on the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. Julie, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here and we have so much in common in terms of the way we lead. So this will be a great conversation. Excellent. Well, I can't wait. I know the audience can't wait. Um, Before we get into uh, today's episode, I think I'm going to ask that you just kind of lay the groundwork, set the the stage, if you will, and share with us who you are, what you do, and uh, talk about the incredible impact that I know I see you making on a regular basis. Well, I don't know about that, but um, but I, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I have two kids, I have a 19-year-old and an 18-year-old, um, and I have had a long career, um, probably, I'll age myself if I say how many years I've been working, but I spent a couple of decades with the Hershey Company in sales and sales leadership, and I sold candy, and I led teams all over the U.S., and during that time, I was exposed to one of John Gordon's books called The Energy Bus, and I had just joined a new team, and I was heading out west to visit one of my team leads and his extended team, and he was giving a copy of John's book, The Energy Bus, to his team, and then to me also as his new boss, and he said, I really want you to read this book on your way home, on your flight home, and I said, okay, well, sure, I'll read read the book, and I read it on my flight home, and as soon as I read the book, I was like, oh, this is it, like, this is how I want to lead. This is how everybody needs to be leading. And I started putting those principles into practice with my team at Hershey. And what I saw was my team was able to thrive, not only when the business was good and life was easy and the business was kind of trucking along the way we wanted it to be, but we were able to thrive when the business got hard and when the chips were down. And instead of finger pointing and blaming and shaming others for who wasn't doing what and, you know, all the things that typically happen inside a business when the business gets really hard, we were able to kind of overcome and thrive and find ways to get to solution even in the hard times. So I know that that may not be the initial answer to your question, but really that was the beginning of the path that led me to where I am today. And so I loved the work so much that I started reaching out to John Gordon, the author of the book. And so I wrote him a letter and shared the impact that the energy bus made on me. And then I read another one of his books and wrote another letter and then read another book and wrote another letter. And then I was just like really fangirling over John Gordon. It was, it's quite embarrassing. actually. <laughs> there was a lot of fangirling and a lot may have been some stalking in airports. But anyway, um, after a couple of years of sort of building a relationship with John and meeting him a few times, bringing him in to speak, some other things, I decided it was time for a career leap. So about eight years ago now, I left Hershey and I joined the John Gordon Companies. And that journey started with just really speaking about the energy bus. That's all I wanted to do at the beginning. I just wanted to get that energy bus message out into the world. So I started speaking uh, for free before I actually before I left Hershey, I went out and spoke for free 
for about six months to junior leagues and women's groups and really anyone who would listen um, before I left Hershey. But then once I left, I started building this bit by bit by bit, like little by little, started out with tiny speaking gigs. Then clients would say, I want a workshop about this book. I want a workshop about that. I want, hey, do you have any training? And then over time, we eventually created the Power of Positive Leadership training together. And now I've co-created with John and with my teammate, Amy C. Kelly, uh, workshops around the energy bus and Power of Positive Leadership and the Power of a Positive Team and all kinds of content. So it's really evolved over time. It started out as I want to speak about the energy bus, but it's evolved into so much more now. So yeah, I spend my time now working with clients across all kinds of industries, uh, doing workshops and trainings and consulting and really just helping build more positive human beings and teams and cultures. That's incredible. And, you know, uh, so uh, for audience listening, uh, Julie and I met at her training that she led of the Power of Positive Leadership. And you said a word uh, multiple times over the last couple of minutes, and that is energy. And when I think about you, especially from a training perspective, you have an incredible energy about you. It's absolutely infectious. And, you know, a question that I, that I ask uh, any of my clients that I work with to consider asking themselves is, does my team feel the weight of my title or the energy of my leadership? And I can tell you, mm. Julie, from, from firsthand experience, the energy of your leadership as a trainer is incredible. And so uh, it is no surprise to anyone who meets you uh, why you're doing so well. Uh, and also, it's no surprise to anyone who meets John Gordon why you would be fangirling over him. I fanboy over John Gordon all the time because that, that guy's <laughs> incredible. And so I have all of his books as well. And he, he's truly been an inspiration for me. But you personally have also been an inspiration for me. So um, I, I want to I go back for a second because you mentioned taking the leap. Taking the mm -hmm. leap eight years ago from a company that you were with for almost two decades. And I know that you loved being at the Hershey Company. They're great people. It was a great company. But you still took that leap. Walk us through what that was like taking that leap uh, eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, and I, here's for the record, I still have, we, we have this saying inside Hershey and they still do have it and it's called Hershey in your heart. And I, I will always have Hershey in my heart. So yeah. I love it. Um, but I really just, a seed had been planted, honestly, when I read the energy bus that I couldn't ignore and I knew that it was time to make a leap. Having said that, um, I tend to be one of those people that really believes like I, everything is going to be awesome <laughs> all the time right off the bat. Sure. And when I left and started building this business with John, um, I didn't, I thought I was going to be making all the money and having immediate success with all of it. And that just wasn't how it turned out. Um, and it was a really slow build. So the first year was just making a teeny, tiny, tiny amount of money and just scratching and clawing for every opportunity to go speak and go do this work. And then year two was a little bit better than that, but still small. And then year three is a little bit better than that, but still small compared to that um, big, stable job with the benefits mm -hmm. and the bonuses and the nice direct deposit and whatever. And I, I think people don't really realize how um, amazing a direct deposit and benefits really is until you don't have it. Yeah, sure. Um, but those first few years were really a slow build. And really, it was, my husband and I had to set some milestones. By the time we got into year three, we had to say, okay, we've been working on this for a while, and we got to set some milestones. So it was like, we need it to be X by X date, or we're maybe going to have to go think about um, getting a more traditional job, you know, going back to more of a traditional job. And honestly, um, I really didn't want that. 
I would look at job descriptions back in my old industry. We called it CPG or consumer packaged goods. And I would look at job descriptions and I would be like, "Mm." you know, it would just make me sick to my stomach. I just, I just didn't want to do it. Not because I didn't love it for the couple of decades that I did it, but it just wasn't for me anymore. I, Mm -hmm. I so much wanted to spread this message of positivity and energy and mindset and all the things. So, I really grinded. Yeah. And by the end of year three, it was like, I just barely made that goal that my husband and I set together so I could keep going, you know, and keep building and keep building and keep building. So, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they the, the seed gets planted and they have this belief and they're so optimistic. And I fall in this, you know, I fall victim to this as well. And I don't know if victim is the right word, but I'm very much of an uh, eternal optimist. And so I just think, you know, I just think that uh, I don't think what's the worst that could happen. I think what's the best that could happen. Then we're going to go for it. You know, we're going to go through it. We're going to grow through it. And, um, and I think everyone kind of expects when, when, when they take this leap, they know it's going to be hard. They know they're going to grind, but then when they're in it, it's like, man, like I'm in it. And this is, this is uh, a lot more challenging than I may have thought. And, and Mm -hmm. we, we look at a lot of people and just, we, we, we see the success and we see what they're doing. And we also know that, hey, I can do that too. I mean, I, I, I see them making an impact and that's fantastic. I know I can do it too, but it, they weren't an overnight success. They, 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 they went through the grind and we don't see that a lot of times. So what- I think so too. And I got to tell you, you know, especially for your listeners, there were plenty of days where I had imposter syndrome. Like I am, sure. I am an eternal optimist, but that doesn't mean I don't have my moments. And there were days mm-hmm. where I literally would say to myself, who in the world do you think you are to be a speaker or a trainer? I mean, like, really, why, why do you think you're the one who can go do this? And I would go to these events and I would see all these other speakers and all the competition, right? And I would get all wrapped up in all the comparison that so many of us um, find ourselves in sometimes. Sure. And it's so unhealthy to do that. Um, so I really had to feed myself with, as we have talked about many times, you know, inside some of the common leadership language that we share, but feed the positive and weed the negative. And really, I had to go back and look at the record. And I would encourage anyone listening to do this as well, because when I would say to myself, who are you to think you could be a speaker? All of a sudden, then I would go back and look at the record over the course of my Hershey career and say, Mm -hmm. oh, huh, I spoke at the national sales meeting here. I did. I spoke here. I spoke here. Oh, I trained that class about sales. And oh, I did this. And oh, I did this. And all of a sudden, I realized, actually, I have done a lot of things in this, in this world. I was just doing it inside of Hershey, not necessarily out in the world. So I had to give my brain some evidence that I actually had more experience in this than I really thought I did. Love that. And you know, we're always going to find evidence in the things that we believe. And so if you have these thoughts and these beliefs that it's like, man, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You're going to find evidence that supports that belief. But you can also check the record. You can check the record and, and, and mm-hmm. not only all those accomplishments that you had at a corporate level, but the people that you were able to impact, the differences that you were able to make in those lives, that goes a long way. And, 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 and a lot of times we don't even see that. We don't really even see or maybe even don't even know the lives that we're touching. I know, Julie, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the class that I was in with you, um, you probably trained, there was probably 80, 90 people in that class. And I don't, I wouldn't expect that you've heard from 80 or 90 people from that specific class, but I know you heard from a lot of them and that's just one class and you've done hundreds of these. And so, you know, and if, if you don't, I'm going to, I know you know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, you are making a difference in a lot of people's lives Mm -hmm. and you may not even see it or realize it. And so I'd keep on encouraging you, but, um, but I think there's also a good segue because 
in your book, Mirror, Mirror, I'm going to ask that you share this book. And for those listening, uh, you can go on to uh, watch this on YouTube. I got the book right here. I got a copy. And then uh, you can see uh, a, a book in Julie's background as well. But um, could you share with us, you mentioned how we can wipe away the fog to release limitations and experience breakthroughs. So for our audience listening, can you describe what the fog is and how we're able to wipe it away? Yes. And before I do, I'll just kind of backtrack a little bit. So the name of the book is Mirror, Mirror, and the subtitle is Five Reflections to Clear the Fog and Help You Shine. So when you think about the fog, I want you to imagine yourself kind of getting out of the shower in the bathroom and your your bathroom mirror is all fogged up, right? And you can't see clearly, right? Because it's fogged up. Mm -hmm. And when I'm thinking about the foggy mirror, I'm thinking about you can't see clearly in the mirror your own greatness. Mm -hmm. So I have a little acronym for fog that stands for forgetting our greatness. So it's foggy and you can't see your greatness because you're not thinking clearly about some things. And so that fog builds into the entire structure of the book, which is about shining. So five reflections to clear the fog and help you shine. And the structure is built around an acronym for shine. So the uh, shine stands for, S stands for smile. And it's, it's a lot about smiling, but it's not just like, hey, smile. You know, that, there's a couple chapters here with a lot of research that shows the power of smiling. And literally, I mean, when I started researching for this book, I found so many research studies about the power of smiling. And one of them just said, literally, the act of turning the corners of your mouth upward starts to release serotonin in your brain. And it helps with things like depression and whatever else. Like, even if you have to fake it, like even a fake smile counts, just the, just the corners actually moving upward makes a difference. But the next piece of it is that a smile's power is so contagious yes. that not only do we give it to others, so like I'm smiling at you right now yeah. and you can't help I, but mirror I can't back, help it, yeah. Right? That's right. But there, the research also says that we can catch a smile from ourselves in the mirror. Mm. So you can literally give yourself that contagious energy if you just make the effort to smile at yourself in the mirror. So lots and lots about smiling. Love that. Um, and th then the H stands for harmonize. And the main piece in the harmonize section is around dreams, words, and actions being in alignment. So in harmony, right? So if I say I want to write a book, um, am I writing any words? Am I actually typing any words? Or am I just talking about writing a book? And, and honestly, for me, I talked for a couple of years. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I want to write a book. Well, what are you doing about it? Mm, mm. Nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. I have, I have some notes on my phone, but that's all I've got, right? So um, if I want to be in harmony or in alignment, then if I say I want a book, I better be uh, organizing my schedule around making time, blocking time to write. I better be having actual um, word counts happening and deadlines. And, and, and I had to hold myself accountable. So when I finally decided to write Mirror Mirror, I hired a company actually to help me do it. And I had word count deadlines every couple of weeks. And I had to hit this. And then we had to hit that. And we had I knew I wanted to launch it on my birthday this year. So I had that end goal in mind. And everything was backed up from there. But it's, it's, you can apply this to really anything in your life. It can be about getting in shape. It can be about a work goal. But if you're all talk and no action, mm. you're never really going to get there. Strong. Right? Yep. That's right. Um, anyway, the I is impact. So impact is, um, there's a huge piece inside this impact section around self-awareness. 
And I found this study that says 90% of us think that we're self-aware, but only 10 to 15% of us actually are. Okay. So there's this giant gap in our own awareness of what we're bringing to the world. So there's some kind of reflection and some, some me asking of you to really think about what you're bringing and be mindful of what you're bringing to the world and, and have a willingness as a leader, as a spouse, as a, as a friend, as a whatever, to look in the mirror and really understand what you're really bringing. And, and one of the questions that I ask in those, all those different areas of your life is like, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Yes. That's a great question. And really sitting in that and going, oh, maybe I'm not bringing my, maybe I'm bringing my best to work, but I'm not bringing my best to my spouse. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm bringing my best to myself, but I'm not bringing my best to my kids or whatever, right? So just getting in touch with <laughs> what we're really bringing to the world and, and being intentional about the positive impact that we're going to bring. And I think it, just to, to add on to that, Julie, I think it's important that we're ready for the feedback that we're about to receive because sometimes we're asking a question and we're looking for confirmation, but we're not really mm -hmm. looking for the feedback that we need. And so for a lot of us, <laughs> yeah. if we're truly being coachable, we're going to receive that feedback as feedback. But if we're not, then we're going to receive it as criticism, condemnation, and judgment. And so if we're really yeah. asking, we've got to be asking to be truthful to ourselves and to be true to ourselves, but also make sure we're asking not for confirmation, but for the actual feedback that we can apply to our life. Absolutely. If, if we're asking, but we're not open mm. to receive mm -hmm. and change, then don't bother asking, sure. right? I mean, what, what's the point of that? Right. <laughs> I tell a funny story in the book about a time way back when, when I was very junior in my career at Hershey, and they were teaching us how to do some sales training things. Like it was a sales training class. They recorded us doing these things. And I said something in the video that I would have never believed that I said, if I hadn't seen it on the video, mm. they were it, like, I was asking the buyer a question and how'd this thing go? And he was like, Oh, it's awful. It's so terrible. And I said, okay, great. Here's my <laughs> agenda. You know, like I was totally so focused on my own thing. Yeah. I wasn't even listening to the fake buyer in this yes. case, but we all do that all the time. So anyway, I love, I love kind of having us dig into our own self-awareness a little bit. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, and the N is, uh, as we finish out the shine acronym, the N is nourish. And that's pretty self-explanatory in terms of nourishing ourselves. But before you can nourish yourself, you have to know yourself well enough to know what you need mm, that's um, good. and then do it. Because I think, you know, people will say a blanket thing like, go get a massage, go have a spa day, go for a run, go do a whatever. Well, what if I don't like those things? They don't nourish me. They might nourish you, but mm -hmm. they don't nourish me. So figure out actually what works for you. And it's different for everyone. But then make sure you actually do it because there's a lot of people walking around the world totally depleted right now, drained, burned out, depleted, whatever. And I just want to make one point of note. It doesn't have to be big, long, hard things. Like it might be playing your favorite song. It might be taking five deep breaths. It might be taking one run around the building or the block, you know, whatever you need to do. If it needs to be five minutes, just something to replenish yourself in between all the things of what sometimes are really hard days that we all have and busy days. That's so good. So, so the encouragement really, what I'm hearing you say is just, if just start small, start small, start with yeah. something because it's not, it's not something you did yesterday. Introduce it to your life to feed your soul, to nourish yourself. So start small and then uh, the rest will come. Absolutely. And there's some stuff about gratitude in there. I mean, I know, I know you and I are yeah. in sync on this, yeah. but 
um, finding small ways to practice gratitude is a really quick way to nourish and replenish yourself. So anyway, and then lastly, the E is elevate. And elevate is about really two things. One, it's about learning and growing. So what works for you in terms of the way that you want to go learn and grow? For me, it's going to all the leadership events and listening to the positive summits and reading the books and all the things. But for you, it might be painting or it might be building cabinets or it might be, you know, whatever it is, like learn and grow in whatever way that works for you. And then the second part of it is about elevating is about who and what you surround yourself with. So who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with, people that are supporting you and encouraging you and pulling you along and believing in you in your journey? Or people that are like, that's so stupid. You'll never be able to make a run at that, right? And Josh, you know, because you just made a career leap too. Sure. So when you make a leap like that, you want people around you that are like, heck yeah, man. Oh yeah. I know you can do it. Like, let's go. I believe in you. And you've already told me that you have people from Christian Brothers that are supporting you and pulling you along and encouraging you in this new journey. So we all need people like that in our lives. So anyway, so that's Elevate and that's the shine structure. So by using the shine structure, that's how you clear the fog Love that. and really start shining. Well, thank you for sharing the shine structure. And once again, congratulations on your book. I know that was a, a huge accomplishment for you. And and you're right, Julie, I, I think that for in, anyone who is uh, doing something scared, I mean, I regularly tell people, hey, I'm doing it scared, you know, like, and I don't have yeah. any problem telling anyone that because uh, at the end of the day, I want to connect with you. And I think we can connect through authenticity, humility, and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind being vulnerable and saying, hey, sometimes I'm doing it scared. But when I have people in my life who are believing in me, who are supporting me, who are being a cheerleader, um, it's it's helpful for me to keep on going when I'm, when I'm not feeling like I can, when I'm, yes. not, when I'm experiencing the imposter syndrome that you, that you referenced. Um, so, uh, Julie, thanks for sharing all that. I, I do want to uh, ask, because you have, I, I mentioned your energy earlier. Um, you're incredibly positive. Um, I mean, so it's, it's no surprise, again, that you are leading the power of positive leadership and the power of positive teams with Amy P. Kelly. But would you mind sharing, you share with, with, your, uh, with the attendees in your training uh, a very personal um, struggle and uh, battle that you overcame years ago, and no one would know it. H- having met you, no one would know this because of your energy and your positivity. But uh, would you mind sharing uh, your your journey uh, that with uh, your experience happened a few years ago? Yes, of course. Um, and it's it's October twenty twenty three right now mm-hmm. for whenever people end up listening to this. Um, but it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And interestingly, next weekend, one week from today, will be my four-year cancerversary. So wow. I'll be extra celebrating being four years cancer-free uh, next Sunday. Um, but basically, I went through a breast cancer experience uh, in 2019. I was diagnosed in late 2018. And then you just get thrust. The minute they say the C word, and anyone listening who's had either had cancer or had a relative or a friend or a family member who has had cancer, which there are way too many people who can um, Mm -hmm. kind of relate to this experience. But once you say the C word, you're thrust into this crazy medical world of doctor's appointments and all the things. And so um, in 2019, I had a mastectomy. I had five and a half months of chemo. I did 30 radiation treatments. And then in 2020, a couple of reconstruction surgeries and, you know, all the things. So um, it was hard. Uh, And during that time, actually, this work was what kept me me going. Mm -hmm. And I was a crazy person during that whole experience around 
um, really being committed to doing this work and doing our events and all the things. So John Gordon and I had just created, like we had just tied a bow on our final Power of Positive Leadership full day training program when I got diagnosed. And so our first um, event, our first public event, which had been selling great and was about to sell out and all the things was in March of 2019. And I had my mastectomy in February. And so when I was scheduling the mastectomy, I would be talking to the scheduler and I would say, okay, but I have a trip in March. So like how many weeks until I can travel? And they were like, what? What is your problem? I'm like, yeah, but I have to do this thing. And John Gordon kept saying, I can handle it. Like you do what you need to do. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm not missing it. I'm not missing this. Yeah. So literally, I think my flight was the day after I was allowed to travel. Wow. And I couldn't even lift my right arm. Like, I couldn't really lift anything. I couldn't do like all the things. But I'm like, I'm not missing that event. Um, and the same thing happened throughout that whole year because I love the work so much. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when... It got really hard. I mean, the chemo was hard. Like, it was really hard. And then I lost all my hair and my eyebrows and my eyelashes. I'm wearing wigs and I'm drawing on my eyebrows and I'm trying to do false eyelashes and doing all these events. And it was crazy, but really, it sustained me. Like, it gave me purpose during something so hard. And it was like, everyone thought I was crazy. My, they're, they're, you have all kinds of different oncologists, like the radiation oncologist and the surgical oncologist and the regular oncologist. And my husband would be at these um, appointments with me and I would walk into my calendar and I was like, um, I have an event coming up. Like, could we switch this just a little bit and can we whatever? I mean, and all the way through, they were like, you're crazy. But I was like, this work sustains me and fuels me. And was it tiring? Yes. Like doing those full day trainings during chemo and radiation that make you so tired mm-hmm. and sometimes sick and blah, blah, blah. It was so hard, but um, I hope that maybe gives you a sense for how much I loved the work um, I, because it was just, it was, it was incredible. And I'm so grateful that I had this work to do during that experience, because if I didn't, I think I would have, the mental health part would have been even harder than it was. You know what I mean? Because sure. it, it, what are you going to do if you don't have something you love when you're going through something so hard like that? Well, I'm convinced, Julie. I mean, you know, we hear the word work and some of us may um, view that word a little differently than maybe you and I. Um, I, I I'm, I'm convinced that your work, what you're calling your work is actually your calling. And we know yeah. that purpose trumps motivation. And so, um, you know, when you're living your purpose and living your calling like you are, then yeah, you, you're, you, you probably never get burnt out, but you probably get tired. You know I mean? It's, it's yeah. it, when, when you're doing what you love, it's really not work, you know, in, in the sense that a lot of people may ref, might refer to it as, but um, I really appreciate you sharing that story, being open uh, to share that story, because there are certainly a lot of people who, um, who go through um, the C word and go through something mm-hmm. uh, maybe equally as scary and don't know how to navigate faith over fear. And, there's a phrase that, that, that I, I learned from you in that training that I'm going to ask you to share. Um, and I, I know you know what that phrase is in terms of the similarity between the two, but I've said it on this podcast before. I say it in my own training that I do, but could you share the similarity between faith and fear for our audience listening? Yes, of course. I mean, and really the way we ask it inside the work, and this is John Gordon's, not mine. Um, but what do faith and fear have in common? And what they have in common is that they're both in the future. Faith believes in a positive future. Fear believes in a negative future. So 
if you have the choice, why would you believe in a negative future? Right. And, and really that faith is always believe and faith is, you know, it, it depends where you are on your journey, right? But it doesn't have to be religious faith. I'm talking about just that belief yes. that tomorrow mm-hmm. is going to be better than today. And I always had that belief. I mean, people would say to me during the cancer experience, aren't you worried that you're going to die? You know, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Like, not once did I think I was going to die. Wow. Like, I just never, ever, that never even crossed my mind. Like, that wasn't even part of the equation. So, but, but that's having that strong faith, right? I'm not going to stay stuck in the fear. Did I have yeah. hard days? Yes. Did I, was I in the bitter barn? Was I sad? Did I have some days that I felt very depressed? Of course. But I think I could snap out of it faster than some others because I use the tools that I know work. I mean, I had to practice what I preach, right? I mean, if breast cancer isn't a test of the, the work that I do around positivity and positive leadership, I don't know what is. 100%, 100%. And you, know, you, you mentioned how we're not always going to have good days, but we can find the good in every day. And, yes. and I'm sure you had a lot of bad days, but you found the good, and especially knowing you and your personality, you absolutely find the good in every day. And so um, I, I want to encourage anyone listening um, to, to check out the Power of Positive Teams, the Power of Positive Leadership, check out anything that Julie Nee is doing, because I promise you, you're going to get motivated. You're going to get encouraged. You're going to get inspired by her and her team. So Julie, if you would share with our audience how they can get in touch with you and also where can they find you um, at these next trainings that you have uh, here coming up? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me at julienee.com and my, it's an N, N-E-E. So not an M like Mary, but an N like Nancy. So julienee.com. You can also find uh, the book on Amazon or at mirrormirrorbook.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn, of course, and on Instagram at at julienee108. Um, so yeah, hopefully that helps. Oh, and then regarding our events uh, with John Gordon, uh, the events that we're doing this fall, actually, we have one more in person and one more virtual this year. And those can be found at adayofdevelopment.com. We'll be in Phoenix in November. That's almost sold out. So by the time this drops, uh, we'll be a couple weeks out from it. Um, but then we'll have one in December as well. And we'll be re- releasing the 2024 schedule probably in the next few weeks as well. Awesome. Well, my, my selfish uh, request is that you come back to Texas uh, so I can go through the training again because it was an incredible experience and definitely uh, an inspirational one for me. Well, it's funny that you said that because we were just talking yesterday about where should we go in 2024? Yeah, Houston. And I said, it's, we need to go back to Texas. We there didn't go, go to Texas in 2023. So we'll be back in Texas next year for awesome. sure. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Well, very good, Julie. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. I am going to actually put you on the spot and, and ask just uh, off the cuff, is there anything that you want to share with our audience? Anything that you, know, you want to, it's on your mind, on your heart that you feel like uh, maybe a message could be shared from you? Well, you know, what I want to share is I recognize that it's a dark world and there's a lot of hard things going on in the world right now, especially now with some of the things that are, you know, just there's there's a lot going on in the world. Um, But I want to encourage people just because the world is hard, um, don't stop looking for joy. Mm. Find the joy. I mean, and it can be small moments, like it can be little things, but you have to open your eyes to the joy, especially when there's so much hardship around and you're, you're getting caught up in the news cycle and all the things But like, it could be a child picking you a flower that, that maybe is a weed, right? It could be someone holding the door open for you. It could be the cashier at the grocery store smiling at you or giving you a compliment. 
I mean, it really could be anything, but really just look for those small moments of joy because if you don't look for them, they're just going to keep passing you by and you're going to stay stuck in all the hardship. And again, back to mirror, mirror, it's all about turning up that dimmer switch so you can shine your light on the world. The more we notice the joy, then we feel joyful, then we can bring more joy to the world. And so we all want to shine, or at least I I hope that we do. I know I want to shine my light on the world and I want to help others be able to shine their light so we can have a brighter world and we can just keep bringing up that dimmer switch. So um, even amidst the darkness, we can all have a little light and bring a little light. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, let's all flip the switch and shine our light on the world. Um, Julie, thanks again so much for joining us on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd encourage you to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more uh, each platform can push out the episodes and reach more people. And I'm personally on a mission to reach people and build leaders. And I know with guests like Julie Nee, we can certainly do that. Uh, So Julie, once again, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you as always. Likewise. Thank you, Julie. And thank you for tuning in to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Don't forget to smile today. Tell your loved ones how much they mean to you. I'm Josh Parnell reminding you to keep leading well.